This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. There's a lot of questions we have, and we're grateful for someone like uh, Professor Dion Foster that can answer a lot of those questions. But there are things that even he doesn't know, and we're just going to kind of wait until the day we stand before God. And I'm not sure if we'll have an opportunity to ask questions because everyone says they've got questions for God. I think there's going to have to be a whole time set aside of eternity for Q and A. This program brought to you by SPH Kundalila, experts in surface mining solutions. Professor Dion Foster, head of Department and Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. We're all going to have so many questions, don't you think, Dion? We're going to have to say, God, can you set out like a section of eternity just for Q&A and give everybody their <laughs> chance? Because everyone says, well, when I'm in heaven one day, I'm really going to ask God this thing. Yeah, I, look, I mean, you know, the, the, the fun answer is, of course, there will be plenty of time. We'll have eternity. But the true answer is, of course, we don't think time will function in the same way. You know, currently we think of time in what we call Chronos time, it's linear, it has starts here and, and moves to there. Yeah. But the Bible speaks of another kind of time, Kairos time, which is a sort of uh, the right time. Things are happening in the moment, you know, and I think heaven's going to be a bit more Kairos than Chronos. Oh, um, you see, these are the things that we've got to try and figure out, and sometimes we can't even get our heads around them. I said to my wife last night, it was a, one of those late days with lots going on, and you find yourself washing supper dishes way later than you would like. And I was there, and I had a bit of a, I had my grumpy face on, Dion, and I was busy scrubbing this oily pan <laughs> with my grumpy face on. And I said to my wife, <laughs> I hope they don't have dishwashing in heaven. And <laughs> she piped up from the other side of the house, doubt it, dear. Who knows how all of these things are going to work out, but I am quite curious. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and Brad, I mean, the passage of time is something which is, you know, central to our, our earthly lives and, and also central to the gospel. I mean, one of the things that separates Christianity from from other living religions is, is the fact that the God whom we serve and love in Jesus Christ mm. came into history. He entered into history in a very particular moment, in a particular place. He lived a human life. He died a human death as we uh, prepare for celebrating yes. Easter in, in the coming week. And, um, you know, he, he was resurrected to eternal life. And and in a sense, overcame the finitude of, of our time and, and our existence. But, but time does matter to God. And, and this, I think, is an important thing uh, to recognize. The days of your life, the minutes of your life, God cares about them. You know, God, yeah. God, God pines over them. God, God thinks over them and, and wants you to experience joy and blessing and fullness and wholeness. And even in the midst of pain and suffering sometimes, to to realize, you know, you're not alone in this. And Brad, yesterday was actually quite a significant day. I'm sure yes. many of our, our listeners um, were, were aware of it. But yesterday was, was the beginning of our uh, a lockdown one year ago. So exactly a year ago, uh, we went into our lockdown uh, in South Africa. I remember the first meeting of Uncle Cyril's. You know, <laughs> yes. he, he called the family together oh, and said, okay, Fellow fine, South Africans. You know, yeah, and we're heading for tough times. And, mm. and Brad, I don't know if you remember, I mean, I, I was just praying yesterday and reflecting on it. I remember how unsure I was, yes. how perhaps even fearful. At that stage, we didn't know much about the virus. We, we didn't have much of an idea of what it would mean to, to, to lock uh, a country down. And, of course, you know, we, we managed to do so many good things. 
We managed to get our hospitals ready. We managed to prepare doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals, physios and assistants in hospitals, emotionally and physically for, for what would come. We managed, I think, for ourselves to, to get our hearts and our heads around the fact that the world was changing around us and we would probably need to change. But there were also some sad things that happened. Um, I mean, all of us, I'm sure, know of persons who were sick. Many of us were sick ourselves. Many of us know of persons who died. Yeah. And of course, you know, the other problems that we have in South Africa, the increase of poverty, people lost their jobs. Um, you certainly know of many women and girls who were locked down with their abusers, you know, not able to escape those spaces. And I was just thinking about it yesterday and saying, you know, the, the one thing that gives me comfort in all of this is that God's eye is on the sparrow. Yeah. You know, God saw every moment. God saw every joy and every heartache. Um, you know, amongst the joys, Brad, that I was thinking of, I remember, you know, my wife, she's in education, and she didn't go back to to work, you know, until that first lockdown ended. And we would we would work behind our little computers and mm. then go and sit in the front yard and drink a cup of tea. Yes, nice. <laughs> and together with the kids, we'd run circles around the garden in the <laughs> evening and we'd sit together and watch the sunset. Those were tremendous, tremendous blessings. Yeah. Um, we watched Netflix until we'd seen everything that there was to see. <laughs> so, so there were these tremendous blessings in there as well. Brad, I think what I want to say to us today is, uh, you know, friends, the one thing we realize in South Africa is that um, we still have some way to go. And, and you know, whenever I'm preparing for a marathon or for a very long cycle, uh, I often have to just tell myself, you know, when you get to, you know, 18 kilometers and there's still three to go with your half marathon, that's the point where you've really got to dig in. You know, when I'm doing a long ride, I, I rode, you know, the, the Cape Town cycle too on my own. Uh, about a week ago, 110 kilometers. When I got to 90 kilometers, I had to say to myself, this is not the end. Mm. There's still 20 kilometers to go. And and Brad, I think for us as South Africans, we need to take stock and just recognize uh, we've still got a little bit of ahead of us and we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of one another. We need to be Christ-like mm. in how we act as individuals and as a nation. And I was just deeply struck again by Romans chapter 12, verse 12. It says, be joyful in hope. Be joyful in hope. The day is coming and we will be free. Be patient in affliction. So recognize that, that God is with us. We're not alone. Uh, we're going to see our way through this. And then it finally says, be faithful in prayer. Let's beseech the Lord to, to work in our nation, to, to help us to overcome and to be with those uh, who are taking care of us. Yeah, you've said something so powerful here. It's so easy to pick out the things that we don't like, which we already did just a few minutes before you and I connected. We were just talking about some of the things that, that, that are unusual that we wish weren't there. But it's so easy to overlook those things that are indeed blessings and the good that has come out of it. Even if we have to dig really deep for those that have really struggled during this time to find hope. Because without hope, well, we know what the Bible tells us about a hope deferred makes the heart sick and and we, we need to hold on, and God is faithful. And I think this is a time, Dion, where instead of just feeling desperate, we should take that energy and spend it finding the truth of who God is and what He expects of us, like you just shared from Romans 12. And I think in that is where we find that anchor, you know, that Hebrew speaks of, where we can really connect and say, despite, I will stay connected and I will stay grounded in you, the rock, firm foundation. 
we all know how it goes. But that's what we need to do. Instead of complaining and moaning and sharing all of our negative emotions, there, perhaps we should spend that energy in, in realigning ourselves to God in a, in a fresh new way. Yeah, and I think, Brad, there is a place for lament. You know, we, we, when we need to, we can go before the Lord and say, Lord, I lament. I lament. You know, I was thinking just about, you know, I lost right at the beginning of lockdown, one of my colleagues, uh, one of my PhD students who just just graduated uh, in December the previous year died from COVID-19. I lament the death of those people. I mm-hmm. lament, you know, the many people who've suffered. And I do that before the Lord. And, and But then, you know, the reason I do that is because I want to say, Lord, please, would you help me so that this doesn't have to happen again? Would you help me to, to educate to inform, to love, to care for, to be generous with my resources, my time, my energy? Would you make me your hands and feet? Yeah. Would you give me a word of hope to speak? Uh, so I lament so that, that the world can change. So, Brad, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, we can go to God with our laments, but we shouldn't live in a state of sorrow. Yeah, I like that. I think that's, that's a, you said something so powerfully there. Because we are hurting, and the people that are hurting, and our faith is being negatively affected by all of this. And I think it's okay for us to admit that we're not perfect, we don't have it all together, our emotions are all over the place, but, and I think that's, that's one of those very important buts, uh, and, and, and that's the thing we need to work on. I think we, we know that there's a but and something else, but we don't know what that something else is fully and what that looks like for us. But this is such a journey um, that we have to take. We can't ignore it because otherwise we're going to be stuck in the hole. I don't want to be stuck in the hole. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, Dion, thank so, you. Brad, I want to say to you and to our listeners, uh, know that you are loved and uh, know that you're not alone and uh, yeah we're at kilometer number 90 there are 20 to go and <laughs> yes. the joy comes at the end let's keep going ho bien a ho ho bien a ho <laughs> thanks Dion <laughs> <laughs> okay my friend cheers Thank buddy bye bye this insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za